Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to another day, another show. Here we are on Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Good morning to you. Coming up this hour, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, and could it be the end of landlines officially? All that is on the way this hour. Later today, caught doing good, the teachers win the lottery. Stolen radio tower. A teen eats peanut butter for followers on Instagram. Ten phrases only Southerners use. And what is the new bedtime for 20-somethings? All that and more coming up today brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Online at OzarkJustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays, my friends. All right, Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Sophia Lillis is 22. She was Beverly in the remake of It. Prince Michael Jackson Jr., the son of Michael Jackson and Debbie Rowe, 27 today. Daniel Portman, who played Podrick Payne on Game of Thrones, is 32. Mina Savari. She was Heather in the American Pie movie. She is 45. Randy Moss, retired NFL wide receiver, 47. British pop singer Robbie Williams is 50 today. Kelly Hu of X-Men 2 and the Scorpion King is 56. Neil McDonough, who is Damian Dark on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, is 58. Uh, rapper formerly of CNC Music Factory, Freedom Williams, 58 today. Peter Gabriel, 74, and Mike Chichesky, legendary Duke University basketball coach, is 77 today. And on this day in history, King Henry VIII executed his fifth wife, Catherine Howard, for committing adultery. That happened on this date in 1542. Neil Sedaka peaked at number four on the pop singles charts with Calendar Girl on this date in 1961. What else do we got going on here? The movie Cabaret released with Liza Minnelli. She won a Best Actress Oscar for it. That happened on this date in 1972. The movie The Wedding Singer released on this date in 1998. The Eagles sued the National Foundation to Protect America's Eagles, claiming the organization infringed on the band's name and image. That happened on this date in 1998. 
see. Waylon Jennings passed away at his home in Arizona at the age of 64 on this date in 2002. Let's see. A lot of stuff happened on this date. And in 2017, Korean dictator Kim Jong-un's half-brother Kim Jong-nam was assassinated. Two women attacked him with a nerve agent at uh, an airport in Malaysia back in 2017. Wow. Interesting. All right. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. The title character of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is the first metal 3D printed puppet. It was animated using around 3,000 replacement faces. The title character of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, the first metal 3D printed puppet. Interesting. All right. Glow Sticks made their public debut at a Grateful Dead concert in New Haven, Connecticut in 1971. That's where Glow Sticks came from. The 710 split is statistically only the third hardest shot in bowling. The hardest is called the Greek Church. And it's when there are five pins, two on the back, uh, two on the back left, and three on the back right. That is called a Greek church. You can get those down. Michigan is 96,700 square miles, and 41.5% of that is water. The most of any state. 41.5% water in the state of Michigan. New Mexico is only 0.24% water, not even a quarter of a percent, which is the least of any state. So the most water Michigan, the least water New Mexico. And spandex got its name because it's an anagram of expands. An anagram. There we go. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Happy Tuesday to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Landlines. Do you have a landline? Well, it could be a thing of the past very soon. If you love twirling your finger in the phone line as you walk around talking, that could be a thing of the past, unless you want to get a fake line to attach to your cell phone. Phone companies want to shift to newer infrastructure within the next few years, which means the older copper wire-based lines are going to be phased out in favor of more advanced technology like fiber optics. And that doesn't work with landlines, okay? Uh, AT&T actually just applied for a waiver that would allow it to stop servicing traditional landlines in California. You remember those days when landlines were less expensive than cell phones? I guess it's reversed now. A spokesperson for AT&T says they're not canceling landline service in California or anywhere else yet, but it's about to get way more expensive and less reliable because they'll need to find complex workarounds as they move away from the old equipment. Yeah, so not, not really advantageous. Of course, many households gave up their landlines decades ago, or at least a decade ago. But the breakdown of the landline system will impact some older folks, small businesses, and people in remote areas who depend on their landline. According to one expert, about 100 million landlines between businesses and residential uh, residences are currently active. 100 million landlines 
but only about 5% of them are expected to remain by 2030, just six years away. And there could be, you know, the decline from 100 million landlines down to 5 million landlines. So anyway, uh, if you don't have a landline, no worries. Because, you know, you're not going to be affected. But, hey, if you have a landline out there and you're upset about this and you have a cell phone, text me. I want to hear from you. 870-505-1518. Why do you need to keep your landline? I'd love to hear from you. 870-505-1518. Send me a text. Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. Kind of a fun story here. 30 middle school teachers in Kentucky are now splitting a $1 million lottery win because they matched five numbers in the Powerball. These are the teachers talking about uh, bringing home the bonus cash from their big lotto win. I won! <laughs> oh my gosh, we won. You're right. What did we win? She goes, she goes, Reynolds, I think we won a million dollars. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We work extra jobs to pay our bills. We work, you know, we just look for it at anywhere that we can get it. And it's amazing just to have a little bit of relief for a second, some breathing room. And so it wasn't the monetary as much as it was the symbol behind us being family and us doing this together. All right. So you're talking about 30 teachers, a million dollars after you divide it up. They get $24,000 each after taxes because there are so many of them. Apparently, they've been playing together for 14 years, and they're having fun now. A little extra $24,000 in their pockets. That is Caught Doing Good. If you got a good story out there, we'd love to tell it. Email it to show at ikewingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, a few weeks ago, we told you about a radio station in Oklahoma that went off the air after thieves cut down their broadcast tower in order to get $100 worth of copper from the cables. But this news story is much worse. Recently, a radio station in Alabama announced that someone had stolen their entire 200-foot steel radio tower. It's gone. No trace. According to a Facebook post, the station owner said that the building was vandalized and every piece of equipment was stolen out of it. They cut the wires to the tower, took it down, and hauled it off the property. How long did it take? I mean, how many of these thieves were there? Not sure if there's any surveillance, but the police are investigating. It's kind of hard to hide a 200-foot tower, you know, in the backyard, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, thieves stop at nothing to steal things they think have value that very well may not when it comes to resale. But nonetheless, the radio station is off the air and the criminals are on the loose. That is Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. Hello and happy Tuesday. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com. Or you can call them direct at 479-253-1234. People will do anything to be famous, it seems. A teen in Iowa has an Instagram account. And on this account, he made uh, some videos saying he would eat a spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 followers that he got. Well, turns out people like to see the guy eating peanut butter, apparently. Over 100,000 followers later, and this guy who goes by Peanut Butter Eater 16 has 
uh, has been putting down a lot of jars and mouthfuls of peanut butter. His name is Eli Michael and his mom, Angela. Here they are talking about the massive amounts of peanut butter he has eaten to, uh, you know, get all those followers. All over the internet, they've been doing just certain things for so many followers, and I thought, well, peanut butter's pretty good. My first thought was that it was kind of funny, and then I started to be in awe at how fast his account was growing. I was expecting it kind of as a joke to get, you know, maybe a couple hundred, but then once it got in the thousands, it kept going, and I thought it was funny at first, and then once I realized how much peanut butter I had to eat, then it wasn't much of a joke anymore, and it was a lot of peanut butter. I've spent pretty close to $150 on peanut butter to support this venture for him. Wow, and after this, he kept getting followers. Now he's up to 115,000 followers on Instagram. Peanut butter eater 16. And apparently he had to put some restrictions in place to where he would eat a cup of peanut butter for every 10,000 followers. So it kind of got out of hand quickly. The bill went up as well on the peanut butter. But hey, at least the guy has 115,000 followers and could use a glass of milk. Well, yeehaw and hold on because there is a list out of the top 10 things only Southerners say. 10 phrases only Southerners use. This is from Southern Living. Okay, see how many of these you use. Number 10, if the creek don't rise. Usually, you know, sometimes it's accompanying with Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Yeah, you're planning to do something unless something crazy happens. Number nine on this list. See, I don't have to really explain these. If if I were reading these in a different part of the, you know, if in the north or something, I'd have to explain it. But we all know what these things mean. Number nine on southern phrases, hissy fit. Yeah, you know what it means, somebody throwing a hissy fit. Uh, Number eight, can't never could. Quit your whining and be more positive. That's what that one means. I've I've never used that one. Uh, Here's another one. See if you've heard of this. A rooster one day and a feather duster the next. It means don't brag about your fortune now because it could all be gone before you know it. I've never heard that one. A rooster one day and a a feather duster the next. Number six. On Southern phrases, I'll tell you what. Mm hmm. They're about to tell you what they know. Uh, number five, give me some sugar. Yeah, Grandma wants a kiss. Number four, plum. A synonym for completely. I'm plum tuckered out. Or my neighbor's plum crazy. These are phrases only Southerners use. And number three on the list is hill of beans. That ain't worth a hill of beans. Yeah, that means it's not worth anything, right? And number two on the list of phrases only Southerners use, let me let you go. That's a that's a Southern thing? I thought that was just a polite way to tell someone you're fixing to leave. Fixing to is number one. That's right. Fixing to is number one on the list of 10 phrases only Southerners use, according to Southern Living. Did they miss a few? I think they did. Let me know what you think they should have included on the top 10 list. Send me a text. You hear? At 870-505-1518. Good morning. Well, are you feeling hungry? What if you were able to win hamburgers for an entire year? Apparently, McDonald's is doing this. Yeah. Forget about that New Year's resolution. Yeah, you're still doing that? Yeah, anyway. Um, unless you're still doing your New Year's resolution, this is not going to be good for you. But if you, you know, given up on it, this 
could be right down your alley. McDonald's announcing a new sweepstakes. Free hamburgers for a year. That's two $8 burgers per week, a value of $832 over the year. If you're interested, you got to hit up spothamburglar.com and fill out an entry form. They're selecting four winners by the end of this month. Yeah, apparently there's a side promotion going on where you can score extra points if you spot the Hamburglar's getaway car, a custom 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. The Hamburglar's car. The Hamburglar has a car, apparently. Yeah. All right. So if you spot it, you could win something more. This so-called Burger Cuda will be making its way coast to coast. If you spot it, you can scan the vehicle code on your phone and be rewarded with an arch card plus Hamburglar-inspired swag. Yeah, so you don't have to win. You don't have to see the car to win hamburgers for a year. That's that's a separate contest. But a little extra, you know, extra prize, arch card, and whatnot if you spot the Hamburglar in his Plymouth, his 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. I'm looking at this car. Pretty sweet car. It says McDonald's on the front, but otherwise, and it's real small where it says McDonald's. Otherwise, the only way you're really going to know, it's, you know, it's a white car, black tires, black, black wheels, and uh, the Hamburglar's in it. How would you drive that car with that giant mascot head, you know, on? Uh, that seems dangerous. But hey, who, who's who, who's worrying about that? Uh, Hamburglar. Spot him and win. SpotHamburglar.com. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at OzarkJustice.com or call them at 479-253-1234. Well... What time do you go to bed? Depends on how old you are, doesn't it? Yeah? Well, people in their 20s, you think they might stay up late. Apparently, we're wrong. They're still trying to keep the party life going while slowly acclimating to a more professional life of being awake and ready for work in the morning. Not to mention the possibility of having young kids who wreak havoc on sleep. Well, the Wall Street Journal has an article claiming that the hot new bedtime for 20-somethings is old people bedtime between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Yeah, an analysis found that young adults between 18 and 34 years old went to bed on average at 10.06 p.m. in January compared to last January, which was 10.18 p.m. So the bedtime is moving back still in the 10 p.m. hour, but just barely. The idea here is that young people are understanding the link between sleep and health more than previous generations did. And they're prioritizing sleep time over any other thing they might be, you know, worried about missing out on. Apparently, they're still going out, though, at night, too. They talked to several young adults who said they just go out for dancing and drinks at 5 or 6 p.m. (laughs) Did they get the early bird special? Okay. All right. Apparently, wanting more sleep is one thing, but part of the shift is because of remote work. If you have a long commute or hit rush hour traffic, you might not get home until, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock, which leaves limited time for other stuff like, you know, eating dinner, going to the gym, doing chores, that kind of thing. Now, working from home eliminates that commute, which allows for the night to 
be moved up. And so people can get to bed earlier because they remote work. According to this article from the Wall Street Journal, I'm kind of surprised, though. 20-somethings going to bed at 10 p.m. That's that's a bit surprising. But, I mean, if you can do it, go for it. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.